0: Hello, it's Erica Sokoscio here from Stella Business Concepts. Joined today with our special guest,
1: uh, Derek Rodericks, a uh, content creator and videographer.
0: Great. So, today I wanted to talk about uh, three mistakes that I have found most startups are making. Uh, the first one I wanted to talk about is not knowing your cost of Ooh, either product or one. services. Yeah. So typically, you know, a business owner will hopefully be looking at their number and collecting their data. Um, but sometimes they're not really looking at the numbers they should be. They may be looking at what they're doing for sales overall, and then what the bottom line is. Um, but yeah, you, the
1: difference between macros and micros. You got
0: it. Exactly. So um, I think that a lot of people get wrapped up on Oh, we did this amount, and num- you know this number, and they're either really happy about it or really sad about it. And at the bottom, oh, we only made this, or hey, we made you know we made this amount. Um, so either happy or sad, it always, uh, gives some type of emotion when you uh, yeah. you know, when you looked at that that spreadsheet, right? Um, but I think that when you're looking at those numbers, I think you got to get really into the details of it and look at what you're selling and what the cost of the good is. And you gotta break that down. So I have a customer, for example, who makes soap. And um, all of the bars of soap are pretty much relatively based on size. But the products that she puts in those soaps and the oils don't cost her the same, right? Or the materials that she's using to wrap up the soap. Is she counting that in her costs, right? So I think this is kind of where You can lose a lot of money if you're not paying attention. Um, And this is one of the areas that my sister Chris is really great at too, is um, also helping you find high quality materials at the best price possible. Sometimes that means buying in bulk. Uh, Sometimes it means using a local vendor as opposed to someone far away. Once you factor in shipping, right? So there's a lot of variables to that. It doesn't always necessarily mean to make more profit that you need more customers right you can sometimes make more money just by making sure that yeah, you're making, the right, m- making, making the, the right decisions, decisions when Right it
1: comes to what you're selling i mean that's correct yeah.
0: so um labor costs too have changed dramatically um uh, very quickly so as you see now we've got inflation across the board uh you know milk's like 50 dollars a gallon and yeah. <laughs> so is gasoline right yeah. um so we have to figure out as business owners how do we make sure that we're priced the right way. And then you want to be competitive, right? So when you're looking at your competitors pricing, he may not be paying the same as you're paying for that product, labor, etc. So yes, be competitive, but I get very weary for business owners when you price just based on the middle or your competitor. I want to be less than my competitor. Um, I almost beg you to build up the value of your product and not, you know, cause you know, fighting for the lowest price is basically the first person who puts himself out of business. Yeah. Right. So don't always compete on price, especially if you offer high quality, something yeah, you unique, something special. Right. So you definitely want to make sure that you know what your cost is and that you have, um, Sometimes, too, not looking at your vendors on a regular basis uh, can hurt you. So, you might get a good price now, but in two years from now, if you don't rebid out that price, you may not be at the best price that you could before. So, an example would be when I was looking for insurance on the school. Uh, we did get the best price. We had...
1: called my sister.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we, we did get the br- best price at the time, but five years later down the line, I had just re-looked and then I could get a much better price. And so then when you go back, the insurance guy's like, oh, well, I can beat that. And then you almost, as a business owner, get a little like, You've been my guy for five I mean, years. Feel, if you could feel
1: a little like yeah. untrustworthy at <laughs> right. that point. At that point,
0: started. that doesn't build trust, right? So if you're in the insurance business, just a little point, right? If you can save somebody money, you save it. Save, save them now, save it now while they're still your customer, right? Correct. So and you don't want that's just an example, but you don't want that to to happen to you either. Where you have a big client and then they leave you because somebody outbids you. And if you could have done a better price, you probably should have, right? Yep. So that's just kind of you know one lesson. Um it's just- I,
1: on the other spectrum of that as well, um I think you also have to be true to yourself and also know your value, right? Because there's always going to be somebody out there that can do it cheaper. Of I mean, course, that's just the, the way the world is. Right. There's always somebody there who's going to be able to outbid your price even if it's free to be honest Mm -hmm. with you i mean people will find a way to incentivize individuals to choose them instead of the the competition right so i think um
0: but if you do that too frequently as a business owner you put yourself out of business yeah
1: but I, i do think um you you as the owner of that business need you know need to draw that line you know where it makes sense yeah you know like if 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 somebody's out outbidding you by an excessive amount and you know that the, qu- the quality is the quality that you expect out of what you're giving people wouldn't be there for that price then then you shouldn't do it you know what I mean because it's not your standard and if it's not your standard then it's not your brand it's not your company it's not That's what correct. you it's not what you stand for so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. You, yeah. know, you you gotta you gotta know where to draw your line as right. well,
0: and you have to be able to articulate that too. Correct to your to well, your you to Let them also right?
1: know, like, hey, if they if they can do it for X, Y, Z, um, the only way that I can see that, and I'm saying this to you as, um, you know, at, not as the competition, but as somebody just you know keeping you aware that you know the bottom line to even make this happen is X. And they're not even making, they're not even um, meeting that. So you're probably gonna lack in XYZ category and just sure. let them know that, hey, the, it's probably not gonna be the quality that you want it to be, just so you know. Right. Because, it, you and know. And point out it, exactly
0: what the yeah. benefits and features are. So almost when you help your customer shop, so that is one of the things that we do at our school. When parents come out for a tour, we let them know, you know, XYZ. This is what makes us unique. Correct. You know, this is our bright stars rating. This is our teacher tenure. Like, so point out all those things. Because yeah, and I don't think
1: it hurts some to point. even point out your competition for that matter. And to be like, hey, well, you know, yeah, you you know, there, you know, there is XYZ that could probably do it a little cheaper, but, Here's th- why, but yeah. this is why. Right. you know i am char- you know this is why i'm charging x or this is why this costs right. you know z
0: and so not not even when you're doing business to business i think too right so if you are somebody who's making something and you're purchasing a raw product like you're making i don't know i'm going to make this up you're making goat soap with honey right are you using premium honey or are you using premium yes, products because obviously correct. you're going to you're going to pay more for that but if you're able to articulate that to your customer and to the benefit of the particular raw materials you use, um, that, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah.
1: Cause I mean, without, without an explanation, um, in that individual client or customer is holding two of what seeming, what seems to be the exact same product that you need to have a way to articulate to the customer or client, what makes yours different than that other yeah. said product, but also. Uh, in a way that justifies why your product happens to cost, you know, one and a half to two times more than the other said right. product.
0: And so what I have found with a lot of startups is they're actually on the other side of that. So you get that and I get that, you know, because we, we've been in the realm of business for a few years, you know, even just hearing our own family business stories um, at the dinner table, you know, um, I find a lot of new startups are so excited to get new business that they they underprice themselves, um, and then it ends up hurting them because now you've kind of got your market thinking that's your price point.
1: Yeah, you and so put, then you end up oh after, yeah, yeah,
0: everything is on sale, everything's a deal, everything's like two for one. Right. So then you get that mindset, and that's like kind of what you're building your brand around. And unless you're buying from China and you're doing high quality, I'm mean high high quantity, um, and share volume, that's the only way you ever make money. At that low price point Correct. is like Walmart, right? So figure out where where you are um, in your in your pricing strategy, um, and uh, make sure it's in sync with who your customer is. Um, the second thing is not having systems in place. So when you pick up a phone, and you know the, the customer you know rings your phone, what is what is the point from that phone call to what's the next step? How do you book them? How do you then meet them? How do you then pitch them? How do you then close the deal? Um, so you need to have a system in place for everything, your system in buying materials, your system in training, your staff, your system in the sale. Um, so when a customer goes online, let's say you sell something online, they go to your website, then goes into your inbox. They make a purchase. You have to put that item together. You have to ship it out to them. So what is all that process? Has to be written down. Can't be in your head. Correct. Right? Because if you sell 100 pieces out of nowhere, are you able to fulfill that order? Because that's the worst thing when you're a real small business and it's just you. Yeah. Right? Are your timelines clear? Are they realistic? Um, and how do you build yeah, yourself up? Not just
1: realistic for the customer or a client but also realistic for yourself. For yourself. Yeah, you right, gotta for you, yourself. you gotta be you gotta be honest with yourself in in how how much time it's gonna take you to produce X, Y, and z yes. if yeah. you were, if you're just yes, 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 I can do that, I can do that and then deadlines and, come in and then you're always constantly giving yep. people excuses and then the next thing you know you you're delivering reviews. two two weeks later. Yep. You're bad probably reviews. not gonna see yeah. that person again.
0: Yeah, bad reviews, and then also maybe product that you wouldn't necessarily send out at your level of quality yeah. gets rushed, right? So um, I mean, having a system in it's, place. Yeah,
1: and even if it's not rushed, or I mean, even if it, that thing is still the best product that person's ever got, they're probably you're still probably not going to see them again because it was just a hassle. Uh, for them sure, to deal with you, you around, yeah. chasing you around, trying to figure out, you know, where is this thing that they just, they just bought from you or, you know, or, you know, why haven't you emailed me back in two weeks kind mm-hmm. of deal? Like, um, just because your product is the best doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be, you're going to be good. You still have to follow through.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, because there's so many balls to juggle and many times in the startup, you're, it's a small Right. That's kind of going back to what we had talked about in previous episodes in regards to making sure you have the right team in place and making sure everything's written down, who's responsible for what. And if the answer is you're responsible for everything, then you need to have a system that says on Monday,
1: I'm doing this, I do
0: X, Y, Z on Tuesday, I do X, Y, Z. And you ha- it has to be consistent. So if Monday you're doing all your marketing and you're just focused on marketing, you're not Marketing and then also making yeah, you know, so emails and, and, and then yeah.
1: creating a product. And That's then, correct uh, you know, you even in like the creative space that I'm in like as much as um, Myself and other individuals want to do everything uh, We're not as humans. We're not uh, great at like multitasking isn't what we're supposed to be doing uh we do the, our best work one task at a time and i think once you once you start there you're going to see how how much better that more one indiv- yeah and how much more productive but not only that but like the quality of that production mm-hmm. um is going to vastly improve because you're you're solely focused on yes. one task at a time and i think having that and knowing you know how to structure that is is definitely key
0: yeah i found that even um well, you're in school, I'm in school. I even found that as a student, like Wednesdays, I had to say, I'm not coming to work on Wednesday. Yeah. And I prioritized I'm not talking them. to you. I'm, not, I'm not answering phone <laughs> and calls. I pri- and I prioritized my schoolwork, um, you know, and I typically work, you know, uh, an extensive amount of days that get interrupted nonstop, right?
1: Yeah, because you can't, like, focus for, for a lot of individuals these days is uh, an extremely hard thing to obtain. And when you do have, and when you do finally obtain it through whatever task you're, you're doing, um, it's extremely easy to lose it with all the distractions around. Now, if you're wearing more than one hat, it makes it near impossible to 100% fully focus on that one said task because you're doing 10 different things at once. So um, definitely understanding that, you know, I need, this is what today consists of and nothing else. Is definitely a good way to start.
0: Yeah. And don't be afraid, like when you put the system together, the system is for you. So don't let anybody else come in and tell you otherwise. It's what works for you, what's gonna work for Derek is not gonna work for me. And certainly his way and my way wouldn't work for his wife, who's very atypical, writes it down like at five oh five, this is what I'm doing, five ten, this is what I'm doing. So my 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 you know, lists may not look exactly like that, but I'll say, these are the five things that I'm going to focus on and they're all in the same space. Yeah, Right. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, painting walls and doing marketing at the same time. Right. So, um, I think that that is key that think about the systems that you need, write yourself a list and then start to create a written if you want a book, if you could do it electronically, whatever works for you, but some kind of system that's gonna help you make sure that you don't drop these balls that you're juggling in the ear. And then you also can figure out too, once you start tracking this stuff, what you really need to delegate yeah. as, as you know, as Derek had uh, talked about previously, um, you know, that some things you might just not podcast. be great at. Yeah. yeah, Some things you might just not be great at. So, um, and that's okay to ask for help in those areas. And definitely, the thing that you specifically are really great at is the thing you should spend most of your time on growing your business. Correct. Which is a perfect segue to building a business and not a job, which we typically do. I am guilty as charged my first 10 years in the business. um, I built the whole business around me. Like, you know, um, I opened to close and every fire I had to fix and every, you know, every, every, everything, every new idea, every, everything. Like I felt like I had to like move that piece or put my hand in it.
1: Yeah, they don't, um, they teach you how to work. They don't teach you how to run a business in school, right? They teach you how to work at a business in school and in most in most of life, if you're not around the right people, most people, I mean, 90% of people have a job, you know, they yeah. they work. They work for someone other than themselves. And I think um, knowing and understanding that running a business is very different than having a job. Uh-huh. You know, you can't. It's not that they're not the same thing.
0: Yeah, they're not. So I love that you brought that up. So when I was working for my previous boss, I did a great job. I did. A, I, I, I could do everything. When I became the business owner, there was so many things that I didn't know or didn't. Even have experience in, like I didn't have to think about workers' comp. I didn't have to think about yeah. the IRS. I just had to come in and do a great job making sure the kids were safe, Correct. my teachers were happy, and I was making my boss money, right? I didn't have to think about all the back things, right? Correct. So even end. if, yeah, you're working for someone else and you think, well, I could do this to myself, and you can, there's a whole bunch of other things that you did not have to worry about that now you do. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how do you, Once you, you know, get your business up and going, how do you start to step away? How do you start to work on the business, not in the business? And everybody's business is different. I mean, let's face it, if you're making hamburgers, you might be able to step away in a different capacity than somebody who's caring for children. Somebody burns a burger,
1: you get a new burger. I think it depends. I mean, if your your business model for that hamburger shop is you serve the best burgers consistently, then I would say, uh, I, th- I would say it would probably be the same without the loss of life involved, right? Because, um, essentially, that burger is your, is your image, right? So if it's not consistent,
0: yeah, well, it has to be right for yeah, it has sure. Yeah,
1: and the same thing goes for like the the child care. I mean, you. At the end of the day You need to You need to have The right The right people in place
0: Yeah of course You do you know what Yeah I mean? you definitely like, do to,
1: to be able to To step away And,
0: and that you, could be Maybe just my own Core values My own Like my own philosophy I like I like knowing my families. I like knowing my children. So maybe that's more just my core philosophy than a business strategy. Well, you know, I, mean, or- I feel.
1: I feel like. Th- I mean, that's fine. That's fu- that's fine to think like that too, and that's fine to be involved in that. Yeah. That aspect, but you should also know and feel, you know, in, inside yourself that I'm not. I'm coming in here to say hello. I'm not sure. I'm, sure, not, sure. I'm not here to to, re- to to jump in a classroom. To, yeah, gotcha. to look. O- yeah, and to look over your shoulder. Uh, I'm just stopping in to say hi. Yeah. And you and you should know and feel inside that you're comfortable with stepping away from that. Yeah. With the the pieces that you've put in place.
0: Yeah, sure. But it takes time to get there. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think so. I because mean,
1: you don't. I mean, you don't ever really know. I mean, uh, you know, interviews are great in seeing what somebody thinks that they're going to be be like or thinks yeah. that they think they're like, and then, you know, yeah. you still got a, there's a trial period. You I know, mean, I, d- I think too,
0: for most uh, small businesses, like it's kind of like their baby. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I'm just saying like it's, you are connected in, 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 in emotionally to your business. You just, you do become that. Um, especially if it's one that you're passionate about, like you, you care about all the pieces of it. So It is easy to get trapped is my point. It is easy to get stuck in that. You have to fix everything. You're a fireman. Um, But then when you do that, you realize over time, like you're not getting those other pieces. I still have to do marketing. Even though I'm full, I have to keep my brand awareness going. I have to keep, you know, make sure that my customers are still happy. Yeah, just because you're full doesn't mean that's you're going to be full forever. You don't forever. stay full, right? You don't, you don't stay full if you get complacent, right? So that means I have to then step away, have to work on that marketing piece, have to work on my customer satisfaction piece, right? And then there's also growth opportunities. Like we have this new business, um, which is a growth opportunity for us. We love working with our community. Mm. We love support, and that, that community could be other small businesses. It could be the childcare industry. I mean, I could talk about childcare with the best of the best. I've done it for 25 years, but my experience doesn't just lie in childcare, right? So I have retail experience, I have marketing experience, I have lots of general business knowledge experience. um, And then growing up in a family of entrepreneurs for literally my entire life, you know, family of six, for my my grandfather's side they all had businesses you know my cousins have businesses yeah we're just you know we just come from that kind of mentality of work for yourself yeah <laughs> you know um so yeah so those are i would say those are three main takeaways um definitely work on your business uh not only in it and then when you get to the point where you have all the people in place you can delegate then maybe you move to just working on the business and growth opportunities if that's part of your business plan and that's the vision for yourself.
1: Yeah, but I think um, getting the right individuals in the places that you need them to be in it, I think should be very close to you know one of your top priorities, priorities sure. because it only inhibits the growth of your business if those pieces aren't in place because... You, you have to do, you have to fill in. And you have to to, cross train because you can't
0: rely on just one person. What happens if you build up that one person, they they leave leave your business. Yeah. Right. You're back to square one, right? So cross train and have a few people that can. Yeah.
1: That little mouse wheel, you know, you just, you just keep running and running and running and nothing will ever really get done because you're too busy doing nine different things at once. Yeah. And there's another 10 different things that never got touched. That's so. right.
0: So that's, again, going back to that yeah, systems definitely, in place, Yeah, definitely. systems in place, written down, prioritizing your time, uh, making sure you have all those pieces and all of this is driven by your business plan. Yep. <laughs> all driven to all starts there. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode and, um, I think that is it for now. And
1: yeah,
0: shoot us, uh, some comments below
1: yeah uh, if you guys Link have us. any questions about uh today's podcast well uh, you know send us an email at stellar business concepts dot nope nope sorry nope. that's
0: stellar's <laughs> business concepts at com. yeah that's what right she said
1: this. and yeah. um this episode will be up on the instagram and facebook so uh be sure to check it out
0: okay sounds good thank you so much
1: see you guys